Okay. Rise from the grave. Amen. Rise from the grave. And the Bible says right there in the book of Matthew, we're going to start in chapter 28, verse 5. Go ahead and say amen when you get there. How many of you love the Gospels? How many of you love reading about the life of Jesus, amen, and all the things that he's done and and why he came and, and what had to happen in order for us to be called God's people, amen? But right there in Matthew chapter 28, verse 5, the Bible says, But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, as he said. Amen. Come and see the place where the, where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Let's just go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. Father God, Lord, I pray that, Lord, your presence, God, Lord, just increase here tonight, God, Lord. And Father, I believe that, Lord, maybe your people are going through some things, God. Maybe it's been a busy week, Lord. Maybe it's been a hard uh, past couple days. Or maybe they're going through a trial or, 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 or maybe something's happening, God, Lord. But I pray that tonight, God, Lord, you refresh them, God. Lord, you speak to them, God. Lord, you remind them that you are the God of salvation, that you are the God of the impossible. Lord, remind them of all the things that you've done in their lives, God, Lord, and in their families' lives and the things that you've promised them, God. Lord, have your way tonight in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You know, a couple days ago, you know, my, me and my wife, we've been kind of, you know, stuck on this worship song during our prayer time. And, and there's some lyrics that one morning we were, you know, we were in prayer and, and, and we were just listening to the worship song. And there were some lyrics that stuck out to me. And the song's called So Will I by Hillsong. And the lyrics say, God of salvation, you chase down my heart through all of my failures and pride. I'm going to read that one more time. God of salvation, you chase down my heart through all of my failures and pride. And I, as I was sitting there in prayer and and just contemplating of God's goodness and God's greatness and, and who Jesus was in my life, those words popped out and I began to break. Because according to the world, according to the standards of the world and the way things are in this broken, dysfunctional time we're living in, these lyrics don't make any sense. These lyrics don't make any sense. Why would God chase us down despite the failures, despite our pride, despite our shortcoming, despite our, our mishaps? And I began to break because that's the kind of God we serve. And, you know, to get all philosophical on you, there's this principle, and this principle is called the law of cause and effect. And this principle that is instilled within us at a young age you may not recognize the name, but I promise as I explain it, you'll, you'll begin to recognize that, that this principle has been instilled within us. And what it states is that every effect has a specific uh, and predictable cause 
And every cause or action has a specific and predictable effect. And to kind of explain what this principle states is that if we pay attention in school, what happens? We get good grades, right? If we work, what happens? We get paid. If we misbehave, you know, I got a almost one-year-old and she's starting to develop a personality and she's starting to kind of go in the opposite direction. And, and, and what happens when we misbehave, right? We get punished. If we break the law, we go to jail. See, this is the law of cause and effect. And in other words, what this principle states is that for every action that we make, for everything that we do, there will be a consequence to those actions. Amen? There will be a consequence to the actions that we do. See, bad actions will lead to bad consequences, and good actions will lead to good consequences. But when you listen to these lyrics that say, God of salvation, you chase down my heart despite my failures and pride. See, according to the law of cause and effect, God's actions don't make sense. See, I'm grateful that the Bible says in Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, that for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I am grateful, Victory Outreach Albuquerque, that even though the world says for every bad action, for every mistake, every failure that we do, the world may say that we're going to reap some bad consequence. But God's actions say that because of my grace, because of my love, because of who I am, my thoughts aren't your thoughts, my ways aren't your ways i am gonna chase you despite what you what we've done amen see i'm grateful that god doesn't operate according to man's justice but he operates according to his grace see god doesn't operate according to man's justice but he operates according to his grace See, it's because of God's grace, some of us were saved from a life of addiction. Come on, somebody. It's because of God's grace, some of us were healed from some type of disease or sickness. It's because of God's grace that we are standing here tonight, walking in blessing. Do you believe that tonight, Victory Outreach Albuquerque, that you're not standing here because you deserve it? You're not standing here because we've made a perfect decisions and have good actions, but we're standing here. Because of God's grace. It's because of God's grace we're standing here free from the bondage of sin and death. And we've been given salvation through Jesus Christ. I think of this story. See, former U.S. President Richard Nixon is infamous for his place at the center of the Watergate scandal. He disgraced both the office of the president and of the United States itself in the eyes of the world. When Hubert Humphrey, a former U.S. vice president, died, Nixon was made to feel decidedly unwelcome. People turned their eyes away and conversations ran dry around him. Nixon could feel the ostracism being ladled out to him. Then Jimmy Carter, the serving U.S. president, walked into the room. Carter was from a different political party to Nixon and well-known for his honesty and integrity. And as he moved to his seat, 
President Carter noticed Nixon, Nixon standing all alone. And Carter immediately changed course, walked over to Nixon, held out his hand, and smiling genuinely and broadly embraced Nixon and said, Welcome home, Mr. President. Welcome home. See, the incident was reported by the Newsweek magazine, which wrote, If there was a turning point in Nixon's long ordeal in the wilderness, it was that moment and the gesture of love and compassion. See, Carter gifted Nixon with love and compassion. Nixon certainly had done nothing to deserve it. It was an act of pure grace on Carter's part. And when the Bible speaks of God's blessing, it speaks in exactly the same way. Blessing is never a reward for good behavior. It is a gift. It is a gift of pure, unadulterated grace. Come on, how many of you believe that? That story right there, that is a perfect illustration of God's grace in our life. It is something that we don't earn. It is something that we can't fight for. It is something that we can't chase after. No, it is a gift that God has given us. Despite our failures, despite our actions, despite our pride, despite our shortcomings. See, it is a gift. I am thankful for God's grace. Now going back to the text, we look at these women right here in the Bible. It says that they, after witnessing the crucifixion, they waited a few days and went back to the grave. They went back to the grave. Now, Something that stuck out to me is that these women believed that Jesus was the Messiah. They had witnessed the miracles that he had performed. They had seen the power that he had displayed. They had seen his earthly ministry and all the miracles that Jesus had done in the three years. And despite the knowledge of who Jesus was and what he was capable of, they still went back to the grave. They still went back to the grave. Isn't it crazy? How even though sometimes we may know who Jesus is. We may know who Jesus is. We may know that he is the God of salvation. We may know that he is the son of God. We may know that he died on the cross and on the third day he rose again. And because of that, the veil was torn in the temple and we have access to the presence of God. We know who Jesus is. We know the power that he has displayed in our lives. Some of us, he has delivered us from addiction. Some of us, he has restored our family. Some of us, he has healed from sickness. Some of us, he has done mighty miracles in our life. And we are well aware of the things that he has done. But sometimes, we have a tendency to go back to the grave. Isn't it interesting? We know who Jesus is. We come to church on Sundays, Wednesdays. The gang, we go on Fridays. We have young adult life group on Sundays. And we know who Jesus is and what he is capable. But sometimes, regardless of all of that, we still find ourselves going back to the grave. So what does the grave represent? It represents death, defeat, shame. And sometimes because of the law of cause and effect... We forget God's grace in our lives. See, we think because of our shortcomings, because of maybe some of some bad decisions we've made, or because of past failures, we have to go back to the grave. We have to go back to the grave. 
Well, I'm here to declare to you tonight, Victory Outreach Albuquerque, Jesus has risen from the grave. He is not dead. He is not finished on the cross. No, Jesus has risen and he is alive and one day he is coming back. I love what it says right here. But the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Jesus is risen. And because he has risen from the grave, we can rise from the grave. We don't have to go back. We don't have to stay there. Jesus dying on the cross and rising from the grave was God's ultimate ultimate display of grace it was God's ultimate display of grace I don't know about you but that should excite someone here tonight because sometimes I know on a Wednesday amen I got two kids under two and they're my daughter was awake for three hours last night amen and my son kept waking up every three hours and I know how it is it's it's sometimes Wednesdays we come and we're so exhausted and we're so worn out. And if you only knew some of the things that we face, if you only knew some of the hardships or some of the stressful situations, but despite the things that we face today, I want to declare to you that Jesus is greater and he is risen from the grave. Every time I'm going through something, I just remind myself that Jesus is risen. I just remind myself that I'm not a no no good for nothing dirty drug addict sleeping on my friend's couch selling drugs. I'm not a no good for nothing sinner. I am saved. I have been given salvation because Jesus. Amen. I want to encourage some people here tonight. Amen. But there are three areas that God's grace can help us overcome so we can rise from the grave. Three areas that God's grace can help us overcome so we can rise from the grave. The first thing is God's grace can help us overcome our flaws. God's grace can help us overcome our flaws. The Bible says right there in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Sometimes I get frustrated because it seems like every time I turn on my TV, every time I turn on the radio, every time I go on social media, every time I go on the internet, there is always something tearing me down. There are always these commercials constantly telling us that we're not good enough unless you buy my products. Constantly telling us that there's no way you could be happy unless you buy this new car. There's no way you could be happy unless you buy this or you buy that or you have this. We are constantly being torn down and we are being trained to believe that we are flawed. And see, the problem with this is that what we believe will eventually become our reality. So what we believe will eventually become our reality. If our reality is to focus on our imperfections and flaws, then it becomes hard to be motivated to accomplish anything, especially when it comes to the things of God. Have you ever just focused on all your shortcomings? Have you ever just focused on all your flaws? You think, man, I'm too short. There's no way I can get up there and stand and be uh, taller than the pulpit. Amen. (laughs) Got to get you guys laughing. 
We think about awkward. No, no, no. I, I stutter a lot or I'm too shy. There's no way I could do this. There's no way we could do that. And when we focus on our flaws and we believe in them, then eventually that becomes our reality. And when that becomes our reality, then it becomes hard to get motivated to accomplish things. And especially when it comes to things, the things of God. But I love what God says right there in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. See, despite our flaws, despite our imperfections, despite whatever it is that we think is wrong with us, God still calls us his masterpiece. I want to declare that over somebody's life here tonight who's been struggling. Maybe they think that they're not perfect. Maybe they think that they've got flaws. Maybe they think that, that nobody loves them, that they're just outreach. I want to let you know here tonight that God still calls you your masterpiece. So don't allow the world to tell you you're not good enough. Don't allow the world to tell you you got flaws. Don't allow the world to tell you that there is no way you can accomplish accomplish some great things for God because despite all that God still calls you his masterpiece now I don't know about you but I choose to listen to God I choose to listen to God forget what everybody else is saying all that matters is what God is saying amen God still calls his masterpiece stop focusing on your flaws and staying stuck in the grave and start focusing on what God says And rise from the grave. Amen. And rise from the grave. The second thing that God's grace helps us overcome is our fears. The Bible says right there in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. It says for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. But of power, love and self-discipline. Amen. See the definition of fear is a feeling of anxiety concerning the outcome of something. How many of you have felt fearful? I remember my first day of middle school. My God. I stayed in the car until like the last bell rang because I was so scared to get out there. Bunch of kids I don't know. Amen. But sometimes we face fear. And fear is probably the number one thing that keeps us going back to the grave. Fear is that thing that will keep us going back to the grave. And I believe it's because Christians, sometimes we get an anxiety concerning the outcome of a relationship with God. Sometimes we get anxiety because we fear what the outcome will be when we have a relationship with God. Some of you are like, what? That's crazy, right? Someone once told me that God loves us so much. In fact, he loves us so much. He won't allow us to say the same, to stay the same. And see, that's why we get anxious and we're fearful of the outcome of having a close relationship with God because we know that when we get closer to Him, we know that when we get on our knees and pray, when we dig into His Word, when we come to not just Wednesdays, not just Sundays, not just Life Group, not just Friday night, God's anointed now generation, but when we get closer to God, we know that God will change us. We know that God will make us more like Him. He will develop the fruit of the Spirit in our life. See, in the UTC, we used to call this the process. John knows about the process, amen? The process. And see, what going, what this meant was that you were going to go through a process 
See, God was going to take you through a process that will take you out of your comfort zone in order for him to make you more Christ-like. See, the Bible doesn't say that gold is refined on a Saturday evening when you're all cozy sitting there on your couch watching Netflix. Come on, somebody. The Bible doesn't say that gold is refined while you're there sleeping in your bed, taking an afternoon nap. No, the Bible says that gold is refined in the fire. Victory Outreach Albuquerque, I want to declare to you tonight, don't be afraid of the process. Because the process is going to get you to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? The process is going to strengthen your dependence on God. The process is going to build your fear, your faith. See, don't allow fear to keep you in that grave. But remember, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Rise from the grave, victory, outreach Albuquerque. The time is now not to stay stuck in the grave, not to stay stuck where you're at, but this is the year to elevate. I believe victory, outreach Albuquerque. Leaders are going to begin to rise up. Leaders are going to step up. You're going to take your place in ministry. You're going to begin to see people's lives change. You're going to be able to begin to see the you're you're going to be able to preach the gospel don't be afraid of the process don't allow fear to keep you in the grave but brother Devin I want to stay in my comfort zone but brother Devin I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at no 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 God wants to do so much more for you let me tell you what this season has produced in me since July, the day we got back from gang convention, it was supposed to be a time of victory where God had spoken into my life, into my family's life. The day after my wife went to the hospital and the whole process began, but it was in that time I was out of my comfort zone. I'll tell you, I began to get closer to God like never before. Yeah, I slipped up. Yeah, maybe I made a few mistakes, but it was in that time while I was going through the process, God began to show me that you're not in control, but I am. God began to show me that I could use you to great, do great and mighty things. And God began to produce in me a desire to preach the kingdom of God. To reach this generation for Jesus. We are victory outreach. We are called to go to the highways and byways. We are called to go and reach lost and broken people. We're not called just to sit here on a Wednesday. We're not called just to sit here on a Sunday. But we are called. It got quiet there. Come on, Victory Outreach. I don't know about you, but I want to spend the rest of my life serving God. I don't want to be in my comfort zone. I want to see people's lives changed. I want to see people uh, be transformed and delivered. Don't fear. Don't allow fear to keep you in the grave. Don't allow fear to keep you in the grave. The third thing that God's grace helps us to overcome is our failures. The Bible says right there in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 9, three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. See, God's grace can help you overcome our failures. See, sometimes your failures can keep you in the grave. 
Sometimes the first time you don't succeed, you just want to give up. The first time it doesn't go according to plan, you just want to throw in the towel. But what if I told you that failure that that has kept you in the grave, that failure that has kept you going back to the grave is the very thing that can actually be used as a launching pad to send you far from the grave. Amen? In Star Wars, The Last Jedi, in Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Jedi, uh, Master Jedi Yoda, Jedi Master Yoda said, greatest teacher failure is. Greatest teacher failure is. And I love this scripture because the world will tell you that your failures are going to be the thing that will keep you down. Something that I, a problem that I face with this generation and when I talk to young people is that they don't know how to get past failures. Sometimes we don't know how to get past failures. When we mess up or when we fail, we just want to throw in the towel. But the scripture actually says that your failures are going to be the thing that helps you to realize that we have no control, that we have no power, that all our power comes from God. The Bible says that not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think that anything comes from ourselves, but our sufficiency comes from God. Victory Outreach Albuquerque, don't allow your failures to keep you in the grave, but in actuality, use your failures to remind you that God is in control, that He is Almighty, and even if we feel we can't do it, even if we've dropped the ball, even if we feel like pressing in the towel, that is the time to press into God's presence and remind yourself that he said in your failures, in your weaknesses, in your in your shortcomings, my grace is sufficient. We should be able to boast in our failures and say, yeah, I can't do it on my own. Yeah, I can't do it in my own strength. But God, you are in control. You are almighty. You just speak a word and everything comes to life, you can create something out of nothing, so of course I'm going to boast in my failures. My failures aren't going to keep me back in the grave, but they're going to help me rise from the grave. Come on somebody. Rise from the grave. Rise from the grave if the worship team can make their way. Rise from the grave. We can't allow our flaws We can't allow our fears and we can't allow our failures to keep us going back to the grave. The time is now, Victory Outreach. I remember remember having a conversation with our home director, Brother John, and, and we were actually talking about, you know, when is Jesus coming back? And I remember he told me, man, I was praying the other day and God told me he's coming back soon. He was like, God told me he's packing his socks. He's almost here. And, I, and, I, and you know, it's funny, and it's like, man, but that, that hit me. Because I was like, God's coming back. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. But when Jesus comes back, where are you going to be? Are you going to be back in the grave? Are you going to be back in the grave in your defeat, in your death, in your shame, in your sin? Are you going to rise from the grave? Or are you going to rise from the grave? Are you going to rise from the grave? I've always had the conviction, and this is something I've learned from my pastor, that, man, I want to do as much for God as I possibly can. 
Man, you see our pastor. He's, he, he's right there at women's leadership retreat serving and, and, and just being a blessing. And, and man, why? Because he wants to do as much for Jesus as he can. He wants to serve and, and build the kingdom of God. That's the mentality and attitude we should have victory outreach. That man, Jesus is coming back soon. He's packing his socks. He's almost here. And in that time, what are we going to do? Where are we going to be? go back to our grave we're going to rise from the grave if we could all stand to our feet as I was praying for this message man God I was like God like I said man this season it really produced in me a desire and a fire and a passion to want to do as much for God as I possibly can the devil tried to take my family out so I'm not going to stand for it but I'm going to do as much as I can And I began to pray for our church. And I began to pray for our pastors. And I see his vision. And I see what he wants to do. Man, we're going to launch out a church here in a few months. Man, God is about to raise up leadership. And God is about to do some great things here. And not just Albuquerque. Not just the Rio Grande region. But all around the world. And we have the privilege to be a part of it. But it's not going to happen if we're stuck in the grave. It's not going to happen if. You go back to the grave at the first sign of failure. It's not going to happen when you look in the mirror and maybe you see some of those flaws. It's not going to happen when you go back to those fears. So if that's you here tonight and you're sick and tired of going back to the grave, you're sick and tired of of allowing those things to just overcome your life, but you want to experience God's grace and God's power and help them overcome those things, As they begin to worship, these altars are open. We want to pray for you. The time is now to elevate Victory Outreach.